0: Baker J. Baker, Dr. B.J. Baker, welcoming you to the Tell It Like It Is, The Kingdom Way. And I want you to remember that it is about the kingdom of God. It's not about any uh, specific religion or whatever it is. The kingdom of God speaks, takes God's word, and he speaks it like the king wants it spoken. We speak it, we speak the king's language, and that's what's been happening for the last uh, six weeks. This is the uh, sixth session. Of Apostle uh, Barry Cook and myself talking about uh, freeing people, and here's my my friend, my my protege, my partner here on this program, and we're going to do a number of other things at different times, even at the conference. Uh, different things that we are going to do. So uh, I I just want to make you aware of that. We're having um, the Love and Unity Conference um, uh, convergence on when is it June.
1: Yeah, June uh, 2nd, 3rd,
0: and 4th. And 4th, yes. And uh, Apostle Barry is also going to be in Ontario in May, right? Yeah, in May. And uh, check out the website about that, too. Uh, Myself and and the congregation that I oversee, uh, they will be there, too. So uh, this man, I enjoy him. I love him. And I'm not going to take up more time uh all of that because we want to get some substance into this. We want to do this. And uh I wanna let you know this is not the last time he'll be on my program. I just want to let you know. Actually I'm really letting him know. So that we're when I, I send him this next invitation of what it is that we're gonna do, he don't make no comments like he did before. So welcome Apostle Barry.
1: Hey praise God. That's all right. I, I'm I'm good on the cup these days. So um <laughs> no. no, you let me know. It's all good. Well, I'm loving talking about this subject. As you know, I've got a lot to say about it. And, um, and when every time that I get uh, an opportunity to talk about it, I love doing it because, you know, I just love the fact that Jesus coming to this earth was to reverse that curse in Genesis. And I know I'll keep leading out to this, but that's where the, my own, my own journey started was just reading in genesis about the curse that was placed on the man on the woman and on satan and it was speaking very clearly about the the things that would come upon a woman and the main thing it says is that her desire would be for the man and that he would rule over her and that was part of the curse but then the answer came through genesis three fifteen, when then through a woman so the very You know situation if eve led a revolt you know uh, in some cases that's what people believe we always say but what about the man he was standing right there he just let it happen you know so on and so forth that's true too and adam received quite the whammy on him as well yet there was an order placed when they were placed in the garden it says that it was taken the rib was taken out of his side and that they would rule together that they would have dominion together it does, it's very specific about those words that they would co rule. They would co rule. They would figure out parts that each one was best at, and they would function and work as a team to fulfill the dominion in the garden.
0: And one of the things that, listen, to the, you said something in the way that you said it. Um, I, I think many people have not heard it that way that uh, the woman's desire would be for her husband to rule over her. And that's something that um, you, you know that, that that's that's something that that we don't hear. That's something that we don't normally talk that way about it. And then because what it's saying is this: I abrogate my rulership, so now I want you over me. I don't want to rule and uh, uh, in this and co-labor and co and co-rulership. I want you to rule over me. And and I mean, you know, I ain't gonna talk about our nation and people uh, uh, wanting to do that and giving up their uh, their responsibilities to rule over themselves. But this is one of the things that happened. So as you go on, that's one thing I want the people to understand. This is not was not God's intention. This was something that was a part of the curse that Jesus has already delivered you from. And so it's your choice whether to continue to live under the curse or in that curse or to go ahead and realize that your balls and your chains and and the freedom has been given to you for you. So
1: Yeah, and many, many, um, you know, in many, in many homes that I know of. The man's not good at keeping up with the money and the women does all the accounting, pays all the bills and does all that. Well, and, and, and then he still has things that he makes decisions on and rules and takes care of. So to me, that's closer to, you know, and honestly, that's how most people operate these days. I mean, there's a few dointy doints that are still yuck on, stuck on yesterday. And some people just like to have everything done for them. Um, I mean, uh, that's just where some people are. I mean, and and okay, that's cool. But if it was the other way around and the man doesn't uh, and has that same attitude, I mean, you both can't have the same attitude. That's the bottom line. And, and even in that, that's not fair because we all got to be bringing something to the table in some capacity. That's what it means to be part of something. I just hang here and I look good. Okay. Well then I can look bad and hang here. If I bring something out, that's a stupid thought the whole thing just, you know, you want to, it's just wrong in the way it's thought, but forget about all that, Jesus came, turning around, and that was the book was prophesied in Genesis 3.15, and now heading back over to that revelation where we left off the last time, I want to run through this real quick, and that is, you know, I mentioned Justin Martyr, it reminded me of some notes that I jotted down, and I think I've, Talked about him well enough to be able to do it without those notes right before me, but Justin Martyr, who lived until about A.D. one fifty, I believe it was, says in his dialogue with uh, I believe it's Tryphaea, the Jews that both men and women were seen among them that had extraordinary gifts of the Spirit of God. They were dispersed from town to town, and they started churches everywhere they went. Both these males and these females this is out of his his book right here he says according to the prophet joel it must have been the same as they read in the temple because he surely poured his spirit on all of them and they all acted the same you could not tell in the dissertations of iranius you could not tell the difference between a male and a female for the gift and the power and the presence of god and the leadership abilities upon them we're all phenomenal and one and the same. Okay, I, 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 Tertullian, one of the greatest Latin fathers, who also said some crazy stuff later on about about women, but um, you know, notes that he said women appeared in every early reference to ecclesiastical order that exists in our records meaning they exist in leadership and titles and functions and were just as important as everyone else and he said and many were a part of the apostolic orders of the time what does that mean they were part of the group of apostles they were seen as functioning apostles of the time so again and not only did apostles not die when the apostles died but post-ascension apostles were continued to be named in the scriptures as well as after the scriptures you know and marcella preached christianity publicly in rome and uh, uh, jerome said in, in his study he said marcella this woman it's what he says marcella this woman this force to be reckoned with shook entire rome during the time of jerome at about 340 a.d the translator of the latin vulgate is the person that made the comment so he writes of her all that i learned i learned from her and i also learned how to study my bible after her meetings whoa <laughs> that's a long time ago people don't tell me women weren't allowed to preach this was this was you know obviously as we talked about in the previous ones i encourage people to go back and listen where we talked about the different texts on women uh preaching and where what Paul was dealing with and we probably could go into it in more depth but we're on a different route right now and and I just want to say in the catacombs everywhere (laughs) all around the world the catacombs of the of the different uh, are found representation of women clergy on every wall in every location around the world And, and obviously you know even in the Lord's Supper that's where the controversy comes but there was women there in the room as well during the lord's supper now you know Mablion, a french writer on the ecclesiastical biography and antiquities in his records of the evangelicalism in europe he said it was due predominantly because of the women of the city who came together because the men were stuck in the lawfulness of the gospel being preached The women got together, broke up in groups and started preaching the gospel. He goes on to say, so the town was predominantly evangelized completely by women. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Men were trying to figure out whether they should allow them or not, and they just went out and did it. So I just love that kind of stuff. Okay, y'all work it out and we'll do all the work for you. And then I'm sure they took all the credit, you know, (laughs) but anyway, and, and, and you know i can go on and on uh, the the montes uh, you know in the 3rd century Piscilla of maxima these the the the, the texts in those books and those historical documents talk about the many ladies of rank who mm-hmm. led thousands <clears throat> thousands of a christian church christian movements there were women that were ladies that were le- leading large movements served that and it says that these women weren't just pastors, but they were all like evangelists and miracle workers, this guy says, And these are secular things. Understand, this is secular historians writing about this stuff. And, and, and I'll close out this part. But, you know, Eublius, you know, I read a lot of Eublius in one of my times in life. But he was like a fourth century. Uh, mm-hmm. He speaks of Pontamemia of Amius, And mm-hmm. this was a prophetess in Philadelphia. The, you know, like in the Revelation, not Philadelphia in the United States, right. <laughs> and others who were who were equally distinguished for their love, their zeal, their calls for Christ, their organization, and their supernatural manifestations. These were women of renown.
0: Yes, I'm yes.
1: that Christian history sometimes cuts this stuff out and they don't repeat it but but sometimes you can look back in the natural history and they weren't judging it on that they were amazed that the you know that everything was moving and being done now we left off in the last one talking about woman being represented throughout the bible the bride of christ we went to the revelations we read the text out of revelations about how that um in the end times it talked about Satan being thrown out of heaven, his war with, with God. And then it says he was thrown down to the earth and he made war against the woman, the church, and he came after her male child. When she would have mature children, uh, the enemy was mad at her for producing mature children. That's why there's such a struggle against discipleship. That's why there's all of this big hardcore resistance against discipleship because the enemy has been breathing that attack that um that witchcraft that onslaught that continual attack since the beginning of time this scripture in revelations is giving you a huge overarching view and it's saying that a serpent spewed out water out of its mouth like a flood after the woman now we know when the enemy comes up like a flood the spirit of the lord raises up a standard against him hallelujah but it says that he might cause her to be carried away by the flood. The woman, he's coming after the woman, the church. So that's you. That's me. And now we're the woman. And then we see different instances in the Bible where we have to catch ourselves, like Ephesians chapter 5. We read the portion of scripture. We probably read it 100 times or more or heard it written. And all we know is it's a text about marriage. And, and it's not. It's <laughs> not. Paul parallels uh, uh, some things about marriage in a manner that he finishes in Ephesians 5 verses, uh, um, you know, 32. And after he finishes the discourse, he said, but but this is a great mystery. And and I speak concerning Christ in the church. I'm just Mm -hmm. trying to do my best to find a metaphor to get you guys to understand what I'm trying to say and how you need to relate to Christ. And relate to the church as the bride of Christ as the woman. So, you know, husbands, you know, we talk about it when it says wives, submit to your own husbands and to the Lord. You're talking about you ain't got to submit to somebody else's pastor, you need to submit to yours. That's what it's talking about. You know, I mean, I don't want to submit to nobody. Well, you you, you can't take that out. I mean, you know, and and there are other places that, that speak of our relationship with our spouse. We're supposed to honor one another, we're supposed to submit to one another. You know, don't you believe that a man is over? And my thing is always like, okay, I can I can explain that schematic, but the angle you're leaning already is to have rulership without character.
0: That's right. It's
1: oh like my. Somebody God. saying, well, that's my my dad runs this church, so I'm in charge. You better do what I say. And they're like, boy, you ain't even got, you ain't even, you still got snot running out your nose, and you trying yeah. to boss me around. Like, you know what the heck? I mean, there's still a respect you give them, but you also know. Uh, I'm going to check with the right person here. This because they, mm-hmm. over, I mean, they have the charge on it. But he says, so he goes down through, for the husband is ahead head of the wife. Also is Christ ahead. of the, What, what, what? Yeah, yeah, he's saying yeah, that he placed headship in the church. Go ahead. What are you going to say? Oh, no, 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 no,
0: no, no. no, no. Uh, that's not a bathroom or that's not a, I'm going to interrupt. Yeah. yeah,
1: he says husband. So in the scope of understanding verse 32 that paul said i am talking about christ in the church now you go back and read it and you see he okay wives submit to your own husbands is to the lord oh okay for the husband is ahead of the wife as christ is a church because some people say that's jesus jesus is the husband no now nah. Ver here he makes it straight in Verse virtually for the husband is ahead of the wife as christ is head of the church oh he's talking about the church so christ is head of that preacher He's your head too as an individual, because he's savior of the body. But he's trying to just so you know, he's delineating between: there's a husband, which is the leader that's over you, in the Lord. There's the wife, you know, who's the body of Christ, and then there's Christ, who's in charge of all, all that, everything, everything, everybody. And therefore, just as Christ is, just as the church is subject to Christ. So everybody's supposed to submit to Christ. See, you hear all those little arguments. That's what Paul was doing, dealing with it. You know, like, he's not my head. No man, my head. I think, okay, he's in. He's just okay, he's like, you're right, you're right. Just this, just as a church is subject to Christ. So let wives be to their own husbands and everything. So he turns it back around. It was, well, I got to follow my preacher blindly. It doesn't say blindly. Nobody said why. Why do folks got to jump to hardcore extremes? It's because they don't want to do it. They don't like it. You know, that's the thing. So they jumped to her. It doesn't say, it doesn't say it's impulsive. Follow me as I follow Christ.
0: That's okay. it. That's
1: simple. I mean, you know, they're asking you to do something that's unscriptural, unethical, or unbiblical. Then you choose, but you don't have to do any of it before the Lord. You're not bound by that. You are bound to have a right attitude in how you respond and that you don't become a naysayer, a gossip, a backbiter, and all that kind of stuff. But you know, you don't you don't sit around and breathe pus all over the place. You make a decision what you're going to do. You know, I mean, I've had people ask me to do unethical, unscriptural, or you know, things before, and I just look at them and I'm like, you know, I'm not doing that. But I tell you what, I'll keep serving you and I'll work hard for you. But I don't feel comfortable with that. And yeah. I, if they fire me over that, that's okay because they ask me to something outside the Bible. You know, I. All the what's, but I'm just saying I've been doing this a long time. So, um. in uh, uh,
0: in 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 in, uh, 531, out of the uh, mirror translation, it says marriage reflects this union. A man would separate himself from his own parents to be glued to his wife. Thus, two people, two separate people, are now merged into uh, one new identity. Two individuals become one flesh. In the same way, he elevated us from our natural birth as only uh, as our only identity to an understanding of our origin in him. This is uh, confirmed again in the new birth, his resurrection and our uh, subsequent uh, restored joint position together with him in heavenly places. Thus, he brought about a new union of intimate uh, uh, oneness, God and mankind revealed again as one person. And, you know, in 29, it talks about, you know, hey, dude, don't mistreat your own self. Don't be so stupid as to uh, beat on your own self. Don't flagellate. Yeah. Don't do all of these things and stuff. So it, it's it's very, I mean, it's very, very, very plain as to the, the, the uh, convergence, as to the cohesion that he's making with Christ. At, I mean, you know, uh, uh, marriage and the church go
1: ahead yeah and 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 one of the things that let me just keep going down in this because it covers a lot of things that if you look at it it breaks through confusion like verse 25 says husband love your wives love the church Mm -hmm. okay ministers pastors leaders you know love your own church love your people love them i mean this is a great message on how to pastor as much as anything else but watch watch where it goes just as christ also loved the church and gave himself for it so you love that church you love those people like i did don't just treat it like an occupation don't just treat it like your business don't treat it like another way your next tape series is a a way for you to make x X amount of money more this month for you um that whole spirit is wrong and it and it's the problem where the church because it whittles us down powerless spiritually but we're still saying empty words and phrases. This is the scripture I'm getting. Verse 26, he says that he, capital H, watch this. Even <laughs> you giving them the word, but you're not the one sanctifying them. That's it. You do it for them, but you are the delivery. You preach, you're faithful to it, but he is the one that sanctifies. He is the one that cleanses it, not you not you, you know, not you, you, you can't, you, you can't, there's gotta be a boundary in your spirit and in your mind that knows your part and God's part, you know, with the washing of the water by the word you give the word, you be faithful to the word, you be faithful to love them. Regardless, let God do the work. That's what he's saying. That he might present it to himself, not you're responsible for everybody's sins, everybody's hangups, everybody issues, or you're failing as a pastor. That's not what it says either. It says you do the job and leave it to him. God will reward you for being faithful to your job, not for nagging folks, chasing them around. I mean, like when I was growing up, if our pastor saw us at the movie theater, it didn't matter if we were there seeing an innocent movie, he'd come up to the line and pull us out and make us go home. And I remember thinking, look, I am seeing a G movie and I'm already at that. I'm like, I don't even want to see this one. But I'm out the house. At least I'm going to see it. And I, you know, I'm in my anyway. That's a whole other story. And we're running out of time. But I'm just, you
0: okay. Catholicism is saying that the church. I mean, mm-hmm. that the pope got. Uh. Uh. That the pope owns your body. This is the kind of thing that 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 is being. Uh, th- that was happening to you and to people and to all of this. And God has already said, beware of these last days, because this is the kind of crap that was going to happen. But anyway, yeah. that's just have-
1: why he did away from mediators. That's why that's mm-hmm. another lie They propagate again, where you've got to have a mediator between you to forgive your sins or else you can't be forgiven. I mean, they're just trying to get in on Jesus's game. That's all. They're trying to, they try to add on. It's like when you buy a product and you you buy it from someone, it gets it from someone else, it gets it from someone else, and you pay all of them, and you know who the person is, it's original distributor, and you sit there thinking, why don't I just call the distributor my own doggone self? I wanted to help out a friend. Now I'm three friend deep and about $500 more than I expected. Man, I don't think so. Love y'all. I'm calling myself. You know what I'm saying?
0: We ahead and finish because we got about five minutes, so go for
1: it. All right. All right. And, and it says that he might present to, to himself, to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle. He didn't say it was your job to get everybody in that place with never making a mistake again, you will go crazy. I almost went crazy pastoring, living that stupid, stupid, religious, legalistic stuff that then I find out later on after I go through hell that none of them guys was keeping us, oh, I'm like, Lord Jesus, y'all son of a gun. Y'all should have told me the truth and talked me as a young minister through this stuff. Anyway, so husbands or pastors, y'all you love your own wives as your own bodies. <laughs> That's what he's telling them. He who loves his, I mean, I hear pastors say all the time, I don't like these people, I tell you that. And it offends me, I'm thinking, well, I got a lot of reasons not to like relatives too, but I still love them. You know, I still work with them, you know, for no one ever hated his own flesh. He nourishes, he cherishes it, just as the Lord does the church. And think about what Paul said. I'm talking about Christ in the church. I'm trying to show you Paul's, and you knew Paul's personality. He was a rough dude, but when it came down to it, he kept loving people. He kept going back to love because that was still the principal thing. that's what he's telling you to do here. And then it ends on out with some of the things we talked about already. And I could go back over them, But the bottom line is we're all members of his body, his flesh and of his bones. So he's putting us all together. (laughs) This husband and wife text that we have used, you know, to separate it. He's talking about Christ and your leader. I could say pastor, or whatever it is, but whatever that may be that is leading you spiritually and that is over your the church, which is you, the woman, me, you, all of us, male, female. He's not differentiating between the two. We've made this all about male and female when it isn't even about male and female. It's a beautiful thing. And he said, for this reason, a man, that preacher, that minister, whoever they are, they got to they got to step aside and they got to take their church folk as their own family. That's right. Sometimes their church family will be closer than their real family. Right. I, I don't want to say I understand, but you know what I'm saying. And, uh-huh. I do. and this is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ in the church. Nevertheless, Paul's like trying to straighten it out now that he just preached on the church the whole time. And mm-hmm. you know, they're asking him to mm-hmm. comment on He says, Well, nevertheless, let each one of you in particular so so love his own wife. Yeah. As himself. And then he said, "And let the wife see that she respects and honors her husband." That's really the only thing he said to husbands and wives in the whole chapter.
0: That's right. That's, <laughs> That's it. it. And, and we have built a uh, uh, we we have built a denomination around it. All mm-hmm. of these kinds of things. I think that we have. Uh, I I I uh, exhort all of you to go back and look at the other programs to just uh, look at all of these. And this is just the first step in what uh, Apostle Barry and I are doing. I pick at him, uh, I'm, I I love church history. I love history, period. I'm a history buff. And uh, this is one of the things, and so this is what turned me on to, uh, uh, um, anyway, what got me excited of, about these things. And the more we talk and the closer we become, the more I fa- I see that we have things in common. You're about as crazy or as in whatever it is, you know. And, uh, the word of God is in you, the word of God is the heart of you, and you can hear it, and one of the things of it is that I uh, admire, and I have to let the people know, is the fact that uh, the lack of compromise in this, that it takes um, it, it takes a person to know the things, and you've studied these things, and um, as, a, as a woman, I'm telling you, just stop, stop allowing yourself to Think the way that you're thinking about your call and about what God has given. Barry, we got about five seconds, 10, ten seconds. So go ahead and speak to the people the final time, but you will be back, okay?
1: Okay. Well, I just want to exhort everybody out there, male or female, whatever it is, be faithful to the call of God. I know that you have other responsibilities and things that are going on, but it's the same thing that I tell males as I tell females. I'm, yes, we do. Your, his may be this. Yours may be that. But that doesn't stop the call of god on you it doesn't stop his your anointing it doesn't stop your ability to step out i mean heck you know you may even have your own conflict because sometimes he may have started in ministry and you may be more anointed than he is and that's i mean i'm just saying i want to exhort you we've got to break free from those things being in the back of our
0: heads they're about to cut us off so thank you thank you